I am William Alvarez and this is SEO in 2023. William, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I have so many tips. Let's focus on something that I think is going to be useful and helpful for everybody now and in the future. I think uh, for us, working in SEO has to do with how we communicate across different channels. So omni-channel approach is uh, the tip that I want to like promote today. We talk about that any media dollars that you put in in your strategy are going to fail if SEO is not performing what it should. Okay, so you start off with SEO. SEO is the first channel. Yeah, SEO is the first channel. I think uh, if you consider this channel as a preparation for what's ahead of the media plan, rather than a like, reactive approach to it, you're going to see better outcomes. So clients typically fall into different challenges and they usually have to do with like, how do I get rid of stuff that is written about us online? How can I sell more products? How can I drive more visits to the store? Why is my traffic disappearing? And then they start like spending more and more and more because there are paid media channels that are immediate, but that fails because Google has become more sophisticated in terms of the expectations they have for websites to offer to their visitors. So the cost is going to be incredibly higher when your content is not where it should be, where the user experience is not where it should be, where the performance of the pages is not where it should be. And all those aspects were discussed in isolation in the past, and we happen to be able to tackle them from SEO. Uh, so if we build an SEO foundation since the beginning, all the rest of the channels are going to perform better because they are seeing the results of the efforts that we are initiating from our optimization uh, efforts. So that is the, the, the lesson. So I've worked in a couple of larger organizations where there's been big SEO team, big, big paid search team. And basically the paid search team went off and did their own thing and created their own landing pages, perhaps on a, on a subdomain. Is, is it not okay to do that if you're doing paid marketing or should, for instance, paid media teams always use the main website pages that are also used for organic search as landing pages? I think there, is a, there are many approaches to that. You can still do that, but it's gonna be you're gonna be doubling your 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 work as opposed to having one landing page that gathers all the requirements of paid search from a quality perspective, from organic search from a quality perspective. So you're gonna be like consolidating your efforts in one single landing page that accomplishes all of them. And you're gonna have like consolidated data that is going to inform the rest of the strategy better rather than having like different uh, landing pages in isolation where you're tackling or targeting similar products or the same product. I guess the knockback from the paid search team would be, I don't want to have this header navigation as part of my uh, navigation, uh, as part of my landing page. I don't want to have this, um, I I just want to have one call to action. I want to have a squeeze page and drive people down. What, What do you say in response to that? The thing is that works for certain strategies, but if you see the requirements of Google and other e-commerce platforms like Walmart, Amazon, 
they all have to do with offering more information. So that uh, simplicity of having the buy button with the key message and the headline is not really true anymore. It has to be like what other elements are essential to offer to consumers so they can become customers uh, in a more informed way. So the more tools you offer, the most validation, the more support you offer from testimonials, like social proof is going to have a better increase in the quality scores of the landing page. There is going to result in lower cost, uh, good performance on organic search, and of course, good performance on that channel that you're paying for. And that also helps for programmatic and any other efforts that you are conducting, email marketing, if you will. And uh, let's not forget that when you are using SEO as the main driver for traffic, you're also facilitating the collection of data from the users, let's say first party data, which is tremendously important for brands today, since there are some challenges in the way that we used to acquire consumers in the past. And we use uh, tools like uh, Google and Facebook, etc., to acquire consumers. So that approach is shifting little by little and uh, the results for brands have been incredible in our case where we have managed an approach where the landing page are fully optimized for all the channels. Right, okay. And I guess you're also saying that um, if you do just have the single call to action, if you have a squeeze type page, then if people don't find the answer immediately that they're looking for on your page, you're, you're going to upset them and they're probably less likely to come back and visit your brand in the future. Um, at least if you don't provide the answer straight away, but you provide other options. You provide a warmer brand experience and they're more likely to come back in the future. Is, is, is that a reasonable train of thought from what you were saying? That is correct. If you pay attention to what Google in particular has been doing with their paid products, they've been learning from what works on organic search and they accommodate that in their algorithms and the way that they score their, their paid campaigns like the use of site links that provide more information, being able to be put in the paid search is something that they learn from us. The fact that we can use answers that inform certain queries on organic is something that they are bringing more into consideration for the paid search campaigns now. So there's more proof that there are more elements from organic search that work well on paid media than what we have learned that works on paid media that we can bring into organic search. So it's, it's more complex. So simplicity is not always better. It might work for certain levels of communication and for the strategy, but it is more that we have been able to contribute as an industry that is helping the rest of the channels. So you say get your SEO in place before you focus on paid media, then what aspects of SEO do you need to get in place before focusing on paid media? Well, I think we, we're talking here about content, right? Uh, if we see how diverse SERPs are today, where they look more like an interactive magazine, where if you want to score your visibility, you're going to see that there are elements like video, uh, direct answers, there are rich snippets of every sort, and that keeps just growing. It's not possible to track those changes in a quarterly basis as we used to do, sometimes in a year, because Google brings a new format every day and they're running so many experiments. So it's really rich, like a rich virtual magazine 
with like in interesting visual elements where you need to identify what are the right types of elements that you need to produce to gain space across the board. So if we learn from that, we'll be able to understand like the landscape better, the content landscape better, and immediately trigger uh, content types and formats that will be able to produce certain um, visibility or certain presence to cover as much as you can. It's a game now where if you don't have the capability to produce content in any of the emerging formats that Google offer, like Google Discover or any of those uh, rich experiences, you are behind. So you need to learn continuously. And that also comes from learning from what's happening on paid media channels on how you can inform those paid media channels with what you're doing in SEO. What content is successful that you can create that converts well, that you can use to inform the creative of those media ch uh, channels where you have to pay to, to perform well as well. So it's about content, about how you get your uh, content game on, uh, becoming more dynamic, being a fast adapter. We have seen like how brands became like great content producers. And we've seen that the ones that are lagging behind because they have not been able to have their studios created or to like hire the right resources to produce content are not being participating of this uh, content game, in, which is like the new Google, right? Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there are more and more people doing it, so you have to get better and higher, more higher quality with every single um, year as it goes by. Th that's correct, yeah. Imagine like if you completely forget about Google News, there are some businesses that heavily rely on that and you need to optimize for that. Uh, at the beginning of like when Google uh, launched uh, Google Discover, not many people pay attention to it because they thought it could be like a, a facing, like a, a passing phase again, something that we're testing. And what we're seeing now uh, is that there are businesses that heavily rely on that because they couldn't win the game in other aspects of Google. And the problem is that they become reliant on it. The moment that they fail to optimize for that, all the revenue that they were driving from that aspect is gonna be gone. So you really have to have a good and solid content framework in place to be able to have a presence on the Google of today. Absolutely, absolutely. Completely, completely agree with you there. What can SEOs learn from paid? Because I think you've shared quite a few things that paid can learn from SEO, but I'm sure there are several things that SEO can learn from paid. Yeah, I mean, the, the dynamic aspect of uh, paid search uh, makes it easier to test. For certain brands that we work with, they are fast to make changes on the pages, but some others have like, legal implications, compliance implications, where they cannot implement a learning from page search immediately. And it takes like longer cycles to validate that, to get approval and bring it live on the website. So that is something that, that page search helps well with because they can change a lot without going through that scrutiny on what's being put up on the website. And that works well as a proxy. To, to make sure that what we want to 
produce for the long term, that's going to stick around, and it's not going to be able to be changed so frequently, come from, from paid search. So how would that in practice? How would, how would that work in practice? If you, for instance, um, split test a, a couple of uh, paid ads and find a, an ad that converts really well, it's got a great title and description. Once you've decided that that's the winner, that that's the ad that converts the best, would you simply take that title and that description and use it as your, your title and your meta description for your organic search results? In a way, but I would have seen better examples with the use of images. For example, uh, in jewelry, we start testing models of certain race, uh, of certain type, of certain age, modeling certain jewelry. I'm talking about the premium products that are really expensive and lingerie as well. And we, we discovered that audiences were responding in different ways to the models that we're wearing those pieces. And before informing the organic search team about what were the images that the shoe optimizing that were convincing audiences more to buy those products. So that is a great example, like what people like or not to be seen as a, as a way to showcase the use of the products. And the ones that did get not good acceptance were ditched, they were replaced uh, on the paid campaigns uh, that happened on Google, on the Google Merchant Center, on the product feed. And we managed to produce better images that had higher click-through rates and conversions than then we use as a permanent placement on the, on the pages, on the landing pages for organic search. Yeah, I love that because I think content marketers generally pick images based upon what looks nice or perhaps um, relates to the te uh, text, but they don't really necessarily think that it has an impact, a direct impact on conversion rates. So great suggestion there, test images in your, your paid campaigns, and then the paid campaigns that have the highest conversion rates, base the imagery for your organic pages from the winning ads. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when we're talking about paid placements and the product feed on the Google Merchant Center, is that we're talking about hundreds of images that you can use to validate that. And when we're talking about the permanent landing page on the site, you don't get to rotate those images very often. You have, like, five or six. In some situations, some PDPs have uh, more, no more than 10. Uh, but you never think about, like, is this model is this view of the, of the product is what they like to see. We never test that on organic search, but we do it on paid search and we learn from that. And then we give users on organic search what it seemed to, to be likable on the other side. Love it. Well, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? Yeah, so uh, the question is also interesting because we know that SEO today is very different from what we were doing 10, 15 years ago. But at the same time, we know that the, the common practices and the best practices stick around the same on page optimization guidelines and best practices. But something that I think has had like a major impact is how Google is scoring content. So if you if think about like templatized content, they have become more uh, strict and more sophisticated and they use their artificial intelligence to weed out everything that is not unique 
that is not of a high quality, that doesn't represent the business well. So if you're using, let's say, images that come from the same database, buying the same and being reduced, you're really not showing like interest to uh, increasing the authority, the quality of your content on your pages. If you're using the same content brokers that are churning out content in, in mass just to fill out pages, that is gonna fail. So the, the, we're seeing better results today in businesses that have become very aware of the importance of hiring the right talent to produce the right content for the expectations of your audiences. You're gonna see that as Google shows more drops for businesses that don't pay close attention to that, they will have to react to it and start hiring the right people, like finding ways to bring content that really answers the questions that they should be answering. Not in a generic way, but very almost like personalized for the business that you're working. Yeah. Stop templatizing, if that's a word, your content and start creating bespoke content um, that is the, the right size, the right fit, the right content type for your unique audience. Yeah, and that, that is uh, like a, a vice that exists in the SEO uh, industry, right? Where people say, okay, how can I make this page better? And some, some, some consultants, some experts would say, hey, go and see what's happening in the SERPs and write something that is even better. Improve upon that. And it really isn't like improving upon that. It's about really caring about your uh, audience's interest, about the real search intent behind that, and produce content that you can support based on your expertise. So that's the way to go. So th th that's something that you should stop doing, like using Band-Aid, like quick shortcuts to like just fill out your pages, to increase the number of pages on the website. Uh, that's not going to work anymore as it used to. It's not working anymore. With the latest algorithm update, Google is tackling that. Like they're telling you, we now know that the content that you're using is being spinned from like other articles. We're copying this and reusing it. We now know. So look what we're doing. William Alvarez is the director of organic search at Catalyst Digital. And you can find him over at catalystdigital.com. William, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you, David. I really appreciate the invitation. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.